Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And we're very happy to welcome you to Second Half Now. This is indeed a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Yeah, this is where we discuss the things that matter to us in the 50-plus generation. Today, our topic is uh, going to be very challenging and very uh, inspirational. The title of today's program is, Who Owns Your Stuff and What Are You Going to Do With It? More about that subject and our guest uh, in a moment. We uh, want to remind our listeners that the goal of Second Half Now, the radio portion of this larger ministry, is uh, to empower boomers and beyonders to live out their unique purpose and passion in order to make their world a better place. I'm reading it right off the page. That's the wording that we have right now. We're going to drill down uh, topic by topic as we um, have different guests and different uh, categories and different topics that we uh, that we want to talk about. But because there is a bigger picture and a bigger vision, this is developing as a community collaborative So uh, now that we have 15 sponsors and partners, including Multnomah University and Warner Pacific College, in fact, uh, we have a guest from Multnomah in studio today. We'll introduce him in just a moment. But all that we say and do with Second Half Now is about that. It's empowering boomers and beyonders to live out their God-given purpose. And uh, so we want to bring tools and tips that will help make that happen. So hi, I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan, and Denise, across the table, good to see you again. It's good to see you as well, Dan. We are pretty pumped about today's guest and topic, are and we not? And so is our guest. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> and we will, we will find, uh, find that out in a moment. In fact, uh, Denise and I chuckled a little bit when we had the conference call with Steve Cummings, who we'll introduce in a moment. Um, all we have to do is say something or ask something, and he's off and running. Lots of energy, lots of passion, and uh, it's going to be a great show because sure of that. Is. People are going to really appreciate that. So let's review our, um, our core topics, Denise, with our audience of the five categories mm-hmm. that we rotate around, each mm-hmm. guest and each topic. Uh, so we're going to mention them briefly, and then we have a, a, a question. We sure do. So, right, our five primary topics are home and family, health and wellness, budget and finances, heart and soul, and work and purpose. And our question today is, where does this discussion about generosity fit? Who owns your stuff and what are you going to do with it? How are we going to categorize that into one of our topics? And let's um, save our response to that question till a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And maybe our listeners can be tracking along with us and say, hmm, where does that fit? Because uh, we talked about there's two possible categories. Uh, it could, because we're talking about who owns your stuff and what are you going to do with it, that obviously can fit under our one of our five categories of budget and finances. But, you know, it also could fit under heart and soul. Absolutely under heart and soul. And I think Steve is going to um, help us. Uh, find the answer to that. So the topic today gets at something that we all care about a lot because it really is part of our essence of our life. But I will say about this topic, uh, it has us sometimes in in, um, modes of confusion and uncertainty and even fear, but also faith. And so the topic for today reminds me of the passage of Jesus in your red letter version. In fact, Steve's got his red letter Bible right here. I can see these are these are Jesus' words, and uh, so powerful, from uh, Matthew six twenty one, where Jesus says, "For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also." And so when I read that passage, when I preach and teach on that as a pastor, I'm thinking, "You want to know where your heart is?" I mean, if we're talking about heart things and about, you know, where your passion is and what really matters to you, find out where your treasure is, and that's where your heart will mm-hmm. be also. So uh, we're going to get right into that. And so um, uh, I met today's guest a couple of months ago at an event that uh, was hosted by one of our previous guests, Lee Sellers, at Multnomah University. Had to do with the business department and kind of a, an, a one-year checkup, and the president of Multnomah was there, and I met Steve for the first time. 
And uh, that was a we had a good conversation standing around with um, melon and coffee or something. And uh, wouldn't you know, a couple days later, if not the very next day, there was a, a gathering uh, with um, Lee or uh, Larry um, Whittlesey uh, right. at the uh, School Partnership Network. And he's been on the show. And Steve was there. And he said, oh, you again. And then there was a, I don't know what the sequence of these things was, but then there was a Christian Chamber of Commerce meeting. And we saw each other again. I'll say, so is this a sign? Is this something? Is God saying, you guys need to get together and we got to get Steve on the radio? So I don't know if that's the case, but he is here and very happy to uh, to have him. So, uh, Steve, I want to welcome you to... Uh, the second half now. Uh, glad to have you in our studios today. Thank you, Dan. It's awesome to be here. We got a lot to cover, so we're going to get going. In fact, uh, we have way more to cover than we can possibly fit into the first section. So our the second part two on the podcast is going to be absolutely full as well. So anybody that's listening, you got to be thinking about. You got to hear the to hear the whole show. So when I talked to Steve, and uh, he was representing Multnomah, he is the uh, vice president for advancement. We had a little discussion with Aaron McMurray from Warner Pacific about what exactly does that mean? It's kind of some new terminology. Um, and so I was thinking that Steve would talk about Multnomah and the great programs and everything else. And uh, Steve says, well, actually, I have another passion that I really care about. I would think I'd like to talk about that. Oh, interesting. What's that? And uh, he said, I'd like to talk about generosity. And so that's where we start. That's where we, uh, that's where we begin our talk, because it really is. It's, is it budget and finances, or is it heart and soul? So um, that's what we're going to do on the show. And again, the topic is who owns your stuff, and what are you going to do with it? So thank you again, Steve, for coming in. And I would like to just start by saying, when I, when I saw the, the intensity and the passion that, that you talked about with generosity, mm-hmm. what does that subject mean to you, and how did you get so enthusiastic about it? You know, I, um, I came into it through the back door. Uh, as far as God changing my heart to talk to God's people the mm-hmm. right way, I got into fundraising, which I don't even like that word, fundraising. But long story short, God took me through a career path that I've started to see good development work as a ministry and and how he wants us to talk to God's people to raise money for for the kingdom and it's and at first I thought you know you're taught in fundraising you got to twist people's arms and get them to do something they don't want to do <laughs> I, I never wanted to do that I would have been like Jonah running the opposite way if that's right. what he wanted me to do but the more I looked at it scripturally from what the Bible said um, and that we're all stewards and we're managers of his stuff and not our stuff and I said wait a minute this is all about coming alongside God's people and encouraging them to be generous, not because it benefits me as a VP of Advancement, Multnomah, but the joy that a steward receives from giving back to the master who's given them everything. I mean, I can take a breath right now and go, hey, that's a gift. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Lord. I've got a heart beating in my chest. That's a gift. We take things for granted, and we see things from our viewpoint only. It's like, wait a minute. Um, I can give you the standard Sunday school answer that says, oh, well, yeah, God owns it all. Mm-hmm. But then when I write out my checks every mm-hmm. month, who who am I making out those checks to? Right. Who's right. really controlling right. who gets what and stuff? So I, I got involved in that, and my heart just got ignited for it. And um, and I'm, I just like to throw gasoline on fires that are already going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if, you, if there's a spark, then that gasoline is going to do something, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about that song, uh, because on the Multnomah... Um, on the Multnomah website, mm-hmm. multnomah.edu slash giving, yep. there's a video, a YouTube video right there, and we're going to hear the uh, the audio portion. We can't do video on radio, I guess. So no, we'll but just... you can't see my, I have my arm motions that go with all the lyrics as well, too. But yeah, I just, I this this song came across, ignited my heart, and I said, wait a minute. That's exactly the the attitude we want to have as we are a spark here in Portland at Multnomah mm-hmm. University. We want to create a culture of generosity. What would God do if the entire Christian community started acting mm-hmm. like he wants us to and we were generous? Would that put right. a smile on his face? And that song got me pumped. It's from 2 Timothy 1.6 where Paul is telling his protege Timothy, hey, I know that gift that's inside you. You need to fan that flame. Yeah. And when you think about that in terms of, gosh, it only takes a little spark to get that blaze going. And at Multnomah, that's what we're doing to shape students' lives. But in when it comes to giving to the kingdom, if there's a little spark burning inside you, um, look out, because I think this song's going to motivate you to do some great things for him. Let's hear it. 
Ooh. Ooh. See, Denise is getting it. I had Can't my, help it. I had my own little hand signals doing that and stuff. But what a powerful um, testimony, truth, that we all have a fire burning inside us. And if we don't do anything with it, it just kind of sits there and does nothing. But we, we gain enthusiasm and respond to truth. Our hearts resonate when we hear God's word. And I, and I think Paul's right when he's telling Timothy, fan that flame. And fan that in, in using your, your, your three things that were given by God, our time, our talent, and our treasure and stuff. We are given time every day. How am I going to mm-hmm. spend my time? How am I going to steward that? You know, I, get, I, I, I can steward that for him. My talent, God's given us different talents. And here, treasure. I mean, this just helps ignite that fire to be good biblical stewards of all that God's entrusted to us because it's not my stuff. It's his stuff that they get to manage for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I love about the song is look what does happen when you sing that song. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you feel it lift you. You yep. feel it encourage. And I think that that is important to translate over to what it's like when you respond to God's call to be generous and Amen. to give. Amen. You feel lifted like that. It's a happy feeling to give your money away. Whose money? I'm sorry. <laughs> I stand corrected. Look at that, huh? It's just that natural, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, God gives us an abundance and we think we're supposed to store it up and keep it. I mean, that, that's the American way. I talked mm-hmm. to our, mm-hmm. our alumni uh, and took our President Craig Williford around the country. And we talked about the parable of the rich fool, which is out of Luke chapter 12. Mm. And I read that to them because see if you can't hear the pronouns and the American view when I read the story. Because here's what happened. From the crowd, someone yells, teacher, please tell my brother to divide my father's estate with me. Now right away, there's like, he's supposed to do something with his money. He's supposed to give it to me. So it's this attitude of entitlement. Gee, where have we seen that before? Who's got kids out there who are trying to say, where's my inheritance? We all know what happened with prodigal son. He got his inheritance. Did he do well with it? Did he invest it? No, he squandered it. But Jesus says, hey, who made me judge over you? Um, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Back to our stuff. Mm -hmm. And so he tells him the story. He says, a rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, Mm -hmm. what shall I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. You and I drive by bigger barns every day all along the Willamette mm-hmm. River and the Columbia River, and there are some big barns that are built pretty big. And people, and I, this is not to bag on people who have given affluence. That's, that's not, it's all about the heart and what they're doing with it. Uh, then he says, I'll have room enough to store up all my wheat and other goods, and I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Is that not the way we live in America? Right. You're, you're told to work all your life, save all your money, put it in your 401k. Yeah. So why? So you can retire someday yeah. with your gold watch and your turkey, okay? Sit on a, on, a, on a, go out and play golf and sit on your rocking chair mm-hmm. so you can spend your money or go on trips and do whatever. And here's what God says to him in verse 20 of Luke chapter 12. God says to him, he calls him a fool. You fool. You will die this very night. Then who will get everything that you worked for? And verse 21, this is what we tell folks. Yes, a person's a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. And that's what giving is all about, growing rich towards God. What are you going to do with his stuff? And are you going to give it to the kingdom, kingdom-minded places, and you're going to grow rich and store up things in heaven for when you get there. My goal when I get to heaven is to end up with zero mm-hmm. here on earth because God's going to ask each one of us, what did you do with what I entrusted to you? Okay, and we're going to get there. We're going to be surprised. We're going to go, wow, that $100 I gave to that um, ministry. There's, there's 100 people here. It got multiplied. They're here because of my giving? Wait, what? So I, I, my whole goal is that joy that people will experience when they realize all those places that God directed you to give and you gave so generously and freely, guess what? They're all here because of you. And this is why... We have a hard time. In fact, maybe we don't have a hard time anymore after that sermon, thank you, (laughs) about which category this discussion fits into. Is it budget and finances? I think Steve is making a case that it really is heart and soul of the five categories. Absolutely. And so more about who owns your stuff and what are you going to do with it right after the break. 
Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Interest rates are still down, and that means the time to buy is right now. Let 24-7 Properties help you find the right house for your current needs. Jeff and his team, they take the time to get to know you and your unique situation to find the home that's just right for you. Search for available homes online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's talk about the type of property you are interested in purchasing. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030. Welcome back. We love our sponsors and our partners. We want to let you know who they are. You heard uh, spots from Dignity Memorial just now and also Golden Placement Services and 24-7 Properties. We also want to mention of our sponsors that we have Dan the Mortgage Man with First Priority Financial, also Dream Trips, 180 Cashflow Strategies, and Northwest Web Creation Company. And then our great partners, Warner Pacific College, Multnomah University, represented here in studio today with Steve. And then this radio station is also a partner, KKPZ. 1330. And then we have uh, Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest and Serving Our Neighbors. And this is a growing list. If you or anybody you know has a business or represents a a business or a company uh, that would like to join the fun and be a part of our collaborative, uh, put you go to the website and fill out a contact form and submit that. There's also a phone number on there that you could dial uh, because we are welcoming new partners and sponsors uh, because what we're doing is getting traction and God is blessing it. So maybe you want to be a part of that. So um, we left off talking about um, whether th- these, this topic fits into uh, budget and finances or into heart and soul. And I think Steve has convinced me anyway that it starts in the heart. Starts in the heart. And, it, and you know, the biblical concept of generosity, though, uh, it, gets, it can lead people away from the heart of giving and into the heart of darkness and fear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's take a... Take a few minutes and talk about the concept of generosity, sure. getting people on track. Because, of course, we all hear this whole thing about 10%, sure. and I can give my 10%, sure. and mm-hmm. I've got it all taken care of, mm-hmm. right? Then I don't mm-hmm. need to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we sit there and say, when we have an abundance, if anybody's ever been given an abundance, we've all gotten some type of bonus or gift here or whatever, I think the first knee-jerk reaction is, how can I spend this? Hmm, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, how much do I have to give to God, and how much can I spend? Right. And really what we're talking about here is this belongs to God. We should be asking the question, how much do I get to keep of this? You know, because, 
You think of the little child. My, my kids, when they grew up, they loved to make dad smile. They loved to please me and stuff. And I, I think we all, as believers, we, would, we live to please God, and we want to put a smile on his face. And when we think of the, what we've been entrusted with, you know, we, we, get to, we get to take that and turn around and bless him and bring a smile to his face and stuff. But you're right, generosity. Um, 2 Corinthians 8, 14 talks about generosity there where, you know, Paul says, right now you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Later they'll have plenty and can share with you when you need it. And in this, things will be equal. Think of that New Testament mm-hmm. church. Remember they were, that mm-hmm. church was growing and flourishing because they all shared as they had need. I am convinced today we would not need a welfare system in this country if the church was the church. Absolutely. Right. I agree. You know, and, and so I'm sitting here coming, Lord, you called me to come to Multnomah, but I've also been called to come to Portland and the mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest. And I keep hearing how this is like a dark spiritual part of the country and blah, blah, blah. I say, you know, hogwash with that. Because mm. any spark, any fire can be seen from a long distance. But what would it look like if the Christian church, if the church was the church in generosity here in Portland? It would change everything. It would change a lot of things. And that's, yeah. I just want to throw some fire, some, some gas on that fire and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've had other guests in who have been in ministry positions where they're looking for volunteers and support and doing some fabulous work. And if the church would rise up and uh, become parts of that and really touch lives and meet needs and be the church, be the, uh, the, the Christian community in this area, significant difference would make and not only but then you get a chance to build relationships you're not just paying taxes so the government can send a check or provide housing or food stamps or whatever else then you build that connection it's mm-hmm. building bridges and planting seeds as the church takes care of and you know let me needs. just say that we're, we're not here to bag on the church here in the portland area because there is great ministry and there are people reaching out and doing some great That's things i'm right. just saying you know how do we, how do we come together more in a collective effort i've met with my colleagues at the different universities and i said hey let's all get together as, as christian higher ed and let's see what god would do if we were to come together for either an event or to foster Christian generosity, yeah. and how could we flip Portland upside down and right. people across the country go, what is going on in Portland? Right. How cool would that be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what I'm thinking about too is is people's minds immediately when we're when we're talking about this topic of generosity mm-hmm. is all about money, mm-hmm. but it isn't all about no. money because no. first of all, mm-hmm. like you said, it's about the heart. Mm-hmm. It's about that's what's underneath all of this and so that time and that talent piece that that measures in there too we are not to be hoarding our time and hoarding our talents either and we can put those to work in schools in churches all over the place amen and that's really what second half now is all about to energize and equip and to raise up this generation mm-hmm. to be about mm-hmm. doing those things mm-hmm. and right. i hate to say it i'm i'm watching the engineer on the other side of the glass and he says you're out of time so we're going to have to wind down but uh, we want our listeners to be sure to go to the website secondhalfnow.com and catch the second half uh and listen to the whole thing again because there's so much content so uh, Steve Cummings, Vice President for Advancement at Multnomah University, is our guest, and the podcast is going to be just as full and just as rich. So we're talking about who owns your stuff and what are you going to do with it. So we've got some other uh, great shows coming up, and um, gosh, I think we're going to have to save that bookmark, Steve. I see you're looking at that, and uh, but th- we've got a great challenge and a great offer on part two on the podcast, so you got to go there because this is uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. So uh, we want you uh, to tune in every Monday, 5.30 p.m., 5.30 to 6, that half-hour show. During commute time, KKPZ 1330, which is the station you're listening to right now, if that's how you are acquiring this right at this moment. Uh, Then, of course, go to the website, secondhalfnow.com. You can hear this broadcast and all of the others that we've done. If you have questions about today's topic, want to learn more about Steve Cummings and his work or about Multnomah and all the great stuff that's going on there. Multnomah is really going through a major transition in a very, very positive way. Mm -hmm. So uh, go to the website, uh, fill out a contact form and turn that in, and we'll be happy to uh, respond to that. Also, we'll offer a free CD if you'd like to get one of those of this show, the whole show, uh, 503-242-1950 is uh, the station number. Who owns your stuff, and what are you going to do with it? I want to thank you for listening today. Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Yeah, that's us, the 50-plus crowd. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. I am Dr. Dan Critchett. 
along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. Let's continue our conversation with Steve Cummings of Multnomah University on Part 2 on our website, secondhalfnow.com. See you there. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330 The Truth, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And welcome to uh, part two of our show, and we're working with this title, Who Owns Your Stuff and What Are You Going to Do With It? I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our lovely and talented co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. And this portion is uh, brought to you on a podcast. That's the only way you can hear it, but it can happen on any kind of an Internet-connected device. Your what do you call them, um, tablet or your <laughs> <Yeah>. smartphone <laughs> or anything that hook up to that wonderful wild world web thing. That thing yes. that you plug into. Yeah. yeah, us old folks aren't quite as savvy about all that stuff as some of you young people, Steve. <laughs> but uh, we do have uh, only a half hour on our uh, on-air portion, so now we're uh, going to really drill down and get a lot more content. And then we're having such a great conversation here, and we're going to... Um, uh, continue. We are pleased to have with us today Steve Cummings, Vice President of Advancement at Multnomah University. And thank you again, Steve, for coming in today and th- welcome to Second Half Now. And still a pleasure to be with you, Dan and Denise, on the second part of this. <laughs> oh, we haven't scared you away or Not vice versa. Yeah, we're digging in. This is some good stuff. Who owns your stuff and what are you going to do with it? So uh, we had a little conversation between the two sections here. And uh, at the uh, at the beginning of the first part of the show, we talked about, I read the passage from Matthew 6.21 in the red-letter version of the Bible where Jesus says, for where your heart is, no, where your treasure mm-hmm. is, there will your heart be also. And uh, that's so critical because it's all about getting the heart thing first, then the treasure will follow. And so, Steve, you had a comment about the wallet. I did. Yeah, let's hear that. We all have them. <laughs> we do. We do. And Profound. we put our money in our wallet, <laughs> and we control how we spend our money, don't there we? There you go. Yeah. Um, you know, as I talk to folks, they talk about um, our conversions as believers. I think we, we've all come to Christ, and we've surrendered our heart and our mind uh, to God and, and stuff. But the one piece we have not surrendered is our bank account. Mm-hmm. It's our checkbook. It's our wallet. Because that's that's a, an area that is like, I, I still want to control that, God. I don't really want to surrender that to you because I think we're afraid because we walk by sight so often. Mm-hmm. You know, we see stuff happening in our world. The stock market's down. Uh, things going on in other parts of the world. We read Facebook and troll that, and fear grips our heart. And we have to take care of ourselves. It's it, I think it's a natural hum, human tendency to, I, I've got to hunker down here. I've got to store up stuff to protect myself or take care of my health or, or pay for something. And, and, and all through Genesis to Revelation, I want to say, well, where does it say that we're supposed to do that? I think we've, we've seen all these examples where people have done things the wrong way, and we're reading things going, how silly those disciples. Mm. Why didn't they just trust God a little more? Mm. And then all of a sudden you look at your own life and you go, oh, my goodness. Oh. Yeah. I'm doing the same thing they're doing yeah. and stuff. And so you know, we're, we're driven by fear. We serve a God of abundance, not a God of scarcity. And once we can learn to release our grip on our stuff, I always, t- people ask me, Steve, what do you do? I, I, I go, I put my two hands together and I have fists and I say, I encourage God's people to go from these two fists and then I unfold my fists yeah. and I got open hands to go from that, this to that and let God's resources flow through them. Yeah. Because you never, there's that old saying, you've never seen a U-Haul being um, towed by a hearse, right? right? Mm. Can't take that stuff with you. Um, and things and, and the Satan's big lie is it's all about our money and God's truth says no it's all about our heart 
Um, in fact, on our website, um, we had gotten permission from Chris McDaniel, who runs the stewardshipbookmark.org website. Oh, never heard of them. Yeah. Uh, you, if you just go to stewardshipbookmark.org, they provide some great content about the journey of stewardship. And so I called him up after I got to Multnomah, and I said, you know, I love this truth that you guys have put out here and the way you've organized it, because this is a journey. Um, day by day, I can wake up in the morning full of anxiety. A, a new medical mm. bill hits me. My business goes under. I lose my job. Boom. Fear. Mm-hmm. Now what do I do? You know, and stuff. And and so it's it's a daily journey of, of how I'm going to steward finances or resources or, or anything else. And so Chris has put together this, this bookmark. What we did at Multnomah, we bought 2,000 of these. We gave them to all of our givers. I don't like calling people donors. Donors makes it sound like they're an ATM machine. Mm. People are not ATM machines. They're givers. And last year at the year end, we sent them their year-end receipts, and we gave them one of these bookmarks, The Journey of Stewardship. And it gives you scriptural um, backing for uh, come and see. You're exploring stewardship. Whose money is it anyway? Why does God care about giving? Can God be trusted? Can I be trusted? What's the law of the harvest? The second section is follow me. And that's about embracing stewardship. I choose to recognize God's blessings. I choose to follow Christ's example. I choose to excel as a giver. I choose to store treasure in heaven, and I choose to be content. And there's scripture verses for each of these. But here's where it starts. I think the question is, how do I, how do I, how do I give God my finances? You got one word answer, deny. You know how Christ tells us to deny, deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him? And I think we go, well, we, we, we know how to do that. It's like, I just put everybody else before me and deny myself, right? But how does that translate into our finances? Mm-hmm. I don't think we do as good a job denying, you know, that steak dinner or that whatever that favorite thing is mm-hmm. that you have to have or that vacation that we have to have every year. So it's, it's about denying. And in this section on this bookmark, uh, it's I commit to give to God first. I commit to make a budget plan, which this is the part that would fall under the other category. Right. Budget and finance. I commit to provide for my family. I think good Mm. stewards have to provide for their families. It's biblical. I commit to give prayerfully. And the other one is I commit to share with those in need. I I think that's the key is we have to deny and surrender. And that's where that third conversion comes in. It's Lord, you are, you're, if you're the Lord of my life, that means you're the Lord over every part of my life. You're the Lord over my finances. And I have to get used to asking him what he wants me to do with his money. Mm-hmm. And I was told early in my development advancement career, never be ashamed to ask God's people for God's money to do God's work. And I thought, you know what, that's... It. I like that. Can you, yeah. The nonprofits across the country would never have any budget deficits if right. that happened. Right. And I like your question, right. your rhetorical question earlier, what would Portland look like? Yeah if the church really rose up and was the church and, and followed principles of stewardship and generosity. Yeah. Let me just tell you a quick story. My previous ministry I was at before I came here, I had a really good friend I got to know over four or five years. He was referred to us by another giver to the ministry, and I was meeting with him quarterly, and we'd have lunch. And, and so he, he loved the ministry a lot, and he was giving you know a, a, a nominal amount. And, and he said, I really want to sell my business, and when I sell my business, I'm going to give a six-figure gift to the ministry. And I just said, you know, Chuck, that's awesome. That's wonderful. When it happens, it happens. And a couple, you know, years go by, and he apologized a couple times and said, I almost sold it, but it didn't happen. And I, and I, here I am, raising money for this ministry. I'm like, oh, whatever. I, I am not the fundraiser. God raises the money. Mm-hmm. I just direct people to what he wants them to do. And so finally he, he ends up selling his business for an astronomical amount. I mean, more money than you and I would know what to do with. He sold it for like, I think, $420 million. Wow. This was a man who was completely generous with all that. In fact, he only kept, only, kept about a fourth of that. No, a fifth of that. He kept like $80 million. He he gave all that money to his employees. Oh, wow. People were paying off mortgages. The guy who'd been there the least amount of time got $10,000. He'd been there 90 days. He got a $10,000 check. Hmm. But he took care of his employees because he knew that that how God wanted him to do that. So, so I finally had that conversation with him, and I was thanking him for a weekend a trip that we had gone on, and and I was sending him a text message, and I said, Chuck, you've obviously been faithful with little, and God's blessed you with much. How cool is that? And he turns around by text message. He said, How much of God's money should we give? 
priesthood ministry. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and thought, you know what? If I was asked that question by everybody I, I come in contact with, you know, ministries wouldn't need advancement officers like right. me to ask people. They would just automatically, hey, what, what's I supposed to do? My answer to him, I don't know. You're going to need to ask him. It's his money. Mm-hmm. That's a conversation that you two need to have. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll come up with some needs on our end, see if they match your heart's desire, and then you tell me what he tell, told you. And right. a few weeks later, I had our CEO. We're down in San Diego and said, so, so Chuck, uh, what's God put in your heart? And it wasn't a six-figure number. It was a seven-figure number. And I thought, Lord, mm-hmm. that's how you work in, in, in our hearts. Yeah. And, and the joy on his face to give that, and even today, when you see what that does to impact the kingdom, that's the joy we're talking about when we can finally release control and surrender, deny our, our selfish needs, look at what God does. And, and that's what Fanning the Fire and that, that song that we played uh, earlier was all about. It's like, you know what? Once that gets going, there's no stopping it. And when generous givers keep being generous, and it, 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 you, you're around somebody who's generous, it gets contagious pretty quickly. Do you have to have a lot of money to be generous? No, I don't think Mother Teresa was was rich. And I know that widow that Jesus saw from across the temple who put in her two mites, she gave all that she even had. So generosity is based on your ability. It's like I can be generous because I'm denying my own needs first to care for someone else or to bless them. They have a greater need. I, I can't tell you the number of times I've had cash in my pocket and I'll hear of a need. Um, in fact, this is our own personal story. I like to tell this just because even for me to encourage God's people to be generous. I was going to the post office one day. I had 150 letters that I'm mailing out to encourage people to be generous from my previous position in my ministry. There was a 19-year-old young man named Mark who was deaf, and uh, he had a little sign, and he said, do you have a, a couple of dollars for a bus ride and something to eat? So I'm standing in line. I've got my letters of generosity. I'm just going to encourage <laughs> wow. people, come on, be generous. Isn't this great? And I, I heard this voice in the back of my mind go, I want you to give him all the change you have in the ashtray in your car. Now, mind you, I love collecting change. My ashtray, if you're listening out there, I had an ashtray full of change. Quarters, dimes, nickels, no pennies. I must have had 20, 30 bucks worth of change. But my family knew you can't touch dad's change. (laughs) Now, I didn't spend it on anything. I just love to see it grow. I mean... But think about it. We love to see our bank accounts grow. Right. We love yeah. to see our stock and our right. investments grow. Why? I don't know. It's it's a new sport. We love to see it grow. And so I'm standing there in line, and the Holy the Spirit says to me, you're sending out generous seed to invest in people's heart. So here we're going to make this real to you, Steve. I want you to go out there in that car and get all that change and give it to Mark. And here's how my thought process went. Wait, you want me to do what with my, as soon as I said my yeah. money, I went, oh, Lord, you yeah. know what? Forgive me. Yeah. I, I, I'm a dirty, rotten sinner. And so I, I'm a, I went out there, and it took me a while to get all those coins out, and I couldn't even get them on my hand. But I'm just inside. I'm starting to get giddy. I'm going, I can't wait to see the expression fun. on his face when he sees that. So I come walking up, and mm. he's kind of looking like, who is this? What is going on here? And I looked at him and said, I said, do you know, do you know who Jesus is? And he, he kind of looked at me and did the, high, the hand signal. And he didn't know. And I said, you know who God is? And he points up. I said, God just told me to give this to you. And his eyes just bugged out. Like mm. all he needed was a bus ticket and something to eat. So he probably wanted maybe five bucks. I just gave him like about 25 or 30 in change. And who walked away more blessed that day? Right. You. I did. Yeah, for sure. And I sat there and went, Lord, I get it. I don't have a lot. I don't have millions of dollars. I don't own a rich and fancy house. I don't take trips to Tahiti and fly on private jets. But you know what I did have? I had 25 or 30 bucks in change that I didn't need. In your ashtray, in your car. In my ashtray, in my car. Spare change. Exactly. Saving it. Yeah. And your kids knew that they couldn't touch it. Don't touch that. Yeah, now you know what happens with the change in my ashtray? There's hardly any in there because now they know when I pull up on the freeway. They give it away. He's going to give it all away. Yeah, it's like, Dad, don't you have any change? No. They're like, you gave it away again. And they'll look at me and we fist bump each other. Way to go. All right. And so hopefully my kids are catching on. I hope your kids catch on when you do stuff like that. But that small story to saying, hey, you don't have to be rich to to, to surrender and start giving your stuff away. And his stuff away. I'm looking at the backside of this mm-hmm. great um, bookmark, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But back to Matthew 6.21, because this has a, a list, two columns. One side is Satan's lie, and the other side is God's truth. So I read the God's truth part, Matthew 6.21, where mm-hmm. Jesus says, 
uh, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's God's truth. But on the left side in that column, Satan's lie is it's all about your money. Mm-hmm. And you just said with that story and the other things you're saying, that's exactly what I need to hear and what our what our people need to hear. So you have told us, Steve, that there's those three categories of giving. Before we, uh, I, I definitely want to talk about the bookmark because that's uh, it's such a great thing. But um, those three categories of giving, can you run those sure. by us, please? Thank Absolutely. You. you know, I think when you sit down, you want to say, okay, Lord, um, what can we make plans to do? We, we have needs. We have to pay our rent or our mortgage. We do need to eat. Uh, and things like that. So I think what we, we, we want to do is you want to sit down and, and, and sit down and say, what can I intentionally give from my from from my paycheck, what God has blessed me with through my job, are intentional, you know, and where do I start? You know what? The Old Testament is big about talking about the tithe. We hear about the tithe every December. Here comes the pastor in the pulpit. I got a tithe. We're almost afraid to hear that sermon every December, and people are protecting their wallets and their pocketbooks, and, and he's afraid to give that message. Mm. It's like, you know what? A lot of pastors don't want to talk about it. That's the, the sermon on the amount. A sermon on the amount, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? You need to start somewhere. You need to start somewhere. If you can't do a, a 10%, do 5 do 7 do something. Some of us can do more than that. We can do 15 or 20. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about how much of God's money can I give away mm-hmm. and how much can I live on. Um, the other part is just spontaneous. You know, like Mark was a spontaneous gift, you know. I mean, am I going to get a tax-deductible receipt for the Mark right. standing in front of the post office ministries? No. Mm-hmm. Did God have a smile on his face when I did that? Absolutely. And you did, too. And I came away a transformed giver. So spon- wow. spontaneity, it could be your neighbor next door you find out lost their job. And you go and get a Fred Meyer gift card for them and stick it in their mailbox and bless them. Or you've heard about somebody else somewhere. You can do something like that. You, We all have folks that will come with various ministries. And it's like, you know what? I, I don't have anything left in my account, but I, I've got a $20 bill in my pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, I don't need this. You, you, you're, what you're t- telling me your need is, this is, you take it and you give it to others. So you've got spontaneity, spontaneity. And before you giving. go on to the last yeah. one, we have had uh, great, wonderful ministries on this radio show. And I know that some of them sound so appealing and so compelling, and maybe that's the area for spontaneous giving. So a listener is hearing that program and say, gosh, I'd really like to be a part of that. I'd like to, I, I just hear, you know, God saying, hey, give something. That would be spontaneous. It's not the Amen. methodical, you know, the intentional, the, the weekly giving at your church or whatever. Amen. So, yeah. And then here's a rationalization as to why we don't call in and do that. Well, I can only give 10 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So what if, what if 1,000 people gave 10 bucks? Yeah, and we're going to get to the third one of those right after the break. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. 
Details make the difference when it comes to selling a home. 24-7 Properties takes the time to go through all the details of your unique situation and needs before putting your house on the market. They are experts in staging and creating curb appeal, the details that will maximize the value of your home. Find out more by visiting 247prop.com or by calling today. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030. We're having a challenging and insightful, inspirational conversation here with Steve Cummings. Vice President for Advancement uh, for Multnomah University. And we want to give a big shout-out to our sponsors and partners. Uh, We love them and encourage you to be in touch with them if uh, anything that they are offering uh, as providers will be of service to you, and we uh, highly recommend them. Dignity Memorial, Golden Placement Services, 24-7 Properties, Dan the Mortgage Man with First Priority Financial, Dream Trips, 180 Cashflow Strategies, and Northwest Web Creation Company. And then our partners, Warner Pacific College, Multnomah University, KKPZ, this radio station, Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest, and Serving Our Neighbors. I love reading that list because these are the folks that make everything that we do possible. And uh, so we can't be on the radio. We can't do this stuff without their uh, help and support. And this is not a uh, listener-supported. We're not asking anybody for any uh, generosity come our way, right. but we do want to encourage generosity to go other directions to uh, to provide for what God is doing in our area and, of course, around the world. So we're looking at this um, um, uh, bookmark, and we're gonna we're gonna get back to that in just a minute because uh, Steve was finishing up in this list of the three categories of giving: intentional and spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And then we got one more, Steve, and this is the place where we might wiggle a little bit. This is the painful one. Yeah. This is the one that we kind of go, you know, what? Right. And, and that's called sacrificial giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy to give certain amounts. We, we all want to do what's easy in life. Who wants, who wants to put their hand up and say, okay, give me all the hard stuff. I want to raise my hand. But isn't yeah. the Christian life about not if trials come to you, but when they do? Right. So, so here comes sacrificial giving. What does sacrificial giving look like in your life? Um, maybe you can afford to or afford uh, to get, be generous, uh, intentional, and spontaneous, and, and it's 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 you know five hundred dollars a month or whatever. But now all of a sudden you've, you've gone through a year and you're kind of in your thing and you write your checks for the same amount and you go, hey, look at me, I'm generous. And then the sacrificial part's like, well, what could you do to take another step towards doing that? Maybe maybe that means requiring you sell something. Maybe you have to sell a car, a boat, an asset. Um, and because you're not using it anymore, it becomes sacrificial giving, or you're just saying, Lord, by faith, we are being called to be more generous. We're getting so much mm-hmm. joy from this. I don't know how this is going to work. There's so many stories that we, we have really all heard different stories where, you know, we've all said, I don't know how this is going to work, but somehow at the end of the month, God makes it end up working. And you've taken that step to saying, I'm going to pledge by faith that I trust the Lord of this universe to continue to give and provide for my family. So I've normally given X amount of dollars a year. I am now going to stretch and, and go above that. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm going to do it. And and again, it becomes, it just becomes, I imagine the visual, if you're a visual learner like me, I imagine sitting there on the Sea of Galilee as, as Jesus is feeding the 5,000, you know, because he asked them, well, what do you have? Well, we have two fish and five loaves. And at Multnomah, every day I pray, Lord, we just want to be faithful with our two fish and five loaves. Mm, right. But I imagine the sacrificial giving goes something like this. When we, when we make that commitment to say, Lord, I'm putting all my trust in you for what you entrust to me. Mm-hmm. And we make that decision. It's like sitting there watching those fish multiply. You know, all the, it started, that basket was empty. All of a sudden, you start hearing these these, these fish flap around, and that it's growing. And it becomes so much that there's leftovers. That's how it is giving to to the kingdom. God's going to say, you can't, you can't outgive me. If we take those first steps, you sit there and watch, and then it just, your, your, your joy grows. And I just, I love the fact that I talk to folks, I try to get them to understand, I'm not here to ask you for money because I don't want anything from you. God doesn't want your money. We don't want your money at Multnomah. God wants your heart. We want something for you. We want you to experience this rich joy of being a steward as he's called us to and let it flow. 
-hmm. Let it flow right through you. Let that fire burn and grow because there's incredible depth of joy and discipleship and love for the Savior and the giver of this universe that you're just going to tap into and going, why didn't I do this sooner? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm thinking about um, a a story on my end of the world, and this wasn't about pure money in form of dollar bills. But, you know, how about if there's somebody in your neighborhood who's lost his place to sleep? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes the sacrifice might look Mm -hmm. not so much about about taking yep. some money that actually exactly. might be kind of easy right but it might really be hard to let a stranger yeah. occupy that spare bedroom or yep. that second bed that you have they might impinge yep. on the way yep. you yep. like to spend your family time at yep. night or things like that exactly because this is my house and i want to do things right. my way and it's like we're impinging on you know, you're exactly right. right Denise. but then when we let god say well watch i want you to do this yeah. and you do it you watch how those things change and how what you gave and the impact of what you gave feeds you more mm-hmm. than whatever it was that you gave away. Exactly. We steward our possessions. We steward our homes. You know, do, Is there a single mom, pregnant mom out there that you could open up your home to? Foster child? I mean, th- th- the list is endless. You know, there, A lot of our churches are doing great ministry. There's a lot of great mm-hmm. generosity going out there. All I'm saying is, how can we spread this a little bit more and mm-hmm. share our stories? Mm-hmm. When you hear another person's story, it fuels the heart. Your heart resonates with that and goes, I, I-, I could do that. I-, I didn't even think of that idea until mm-hmm. yeah. someone else brings it up. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what gives um, kind of an activity to our faith. I mean, it's one thing to agree theologically to read the Bible and say, okay, I trust Christ for my salvation and so forth, and kind of run the list of your doctrinal statements and so forth. And you go day to day affirming the truth of Scripture and your biblical Christian faith. But it sounds to me, Steve, like what you might be saying is that when we exercise generosity, we are counting on God, particularly mm-hmm. when we get to the mm-hmm. sacrificial mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. we're counting on God to do something. Mm-hmm. And when you mm-hmm. see God active and alive in your personal mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and in the life of those around you as a, and as, as a response mm-hmm. to what the step of faith that you've taken, then your faith really grows deeper Amen. and stronger Amen. because you right. you are watching God Amen. actually do things that you wouldn't yep. have expected Him to do otherwise. Yep. And the other thing I want to say about sacrificial giving, you've heard preachers say, well, you should give until it hurts. And I think maybe what we might be getting to here is sacrificial giving is not giving till it hurts, it's giving till it feels good. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, how about that? Give until it feels good. <laughs> yeah. Dan, can we offer this bookmark to Let's do anybody that's listening? Um, our, our gift to you is if you want one of these bookmarks that, that will give you all these truths, The Journey of Stewardship, and again, it's from my friend Chris McDaniel at stewardshipbookmark.org. We will give it to you free. There's two ways to get one. One, uh, just go to multnomah.edu forward slash giving and follow the prompts to where it says give now. And you know what? Um, just under the designation, put other and just type in the word bookmark. My staff gets that, and I've already told them. I said, when you see that, it says bookmark. We're going to mail this to you. We'll have, just put in your, your email address, and you give us your address. We'll send it to you. You can do it that way. You know what? Gift of any amount. If you want to give us a buck, you know, we'll drop that in the mail. If you don't have any money on you right now, and you're like going, I would love to pass this on, send us an email at advancement at Multnomah. Dot edu and just say, can I have one of those bookmarks, The Journey of Stewardship, and we'll drop it in the mail to you. And I will going to tell you right now, we will not add you to the Multnomah mailing list. Mm-hmm. We're not going to hound you for money to give to Multnomah because my promise to you is I want to invest in your heart to become a generous giver and become rich towards God. Don't be that fool. Be rich towards God. And look at this content. Stick it in your Bible. It's there as a daily reminder. Look up the verses. Realize what Satan's trying to tell you, this lies, and look at God's truth. That's our gift to you. So advancement at Multnomah.edu or go to Multnomah.edu forward slash giving and make a gift. Our students will be blessed because that money will go to the General Student Scholarship Fund. And our students regularly are involved in the Portland community giving and stewarding their time and their talent mm-hmm. for the glory of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's and on fantastic. That, on that page is right. the uh, YouTube video mm-hmm. of that the song that we played earlier. Yep. And also they can go to the to our website and uh, that little, we call it a show summary, mm-hmm. in our archive section, awesome. there's a clickable link, there's an embedded link awesome. in, uh, in, that, in the title for today's show. Awesome. So they can get to it that way. And I would yep. also add this. If you can't remember all this Multnomah stuff and this dot this and slash that, uh, go to our website and uh, fill out the contact form or click on that link or 
call the radio station. Um, do I have that number somewhere? 502? No, 503-242-1950. And any manner of request anywhere we get these from, we'll uh, send them on to Steve. Awesome. And and this this uh, bookmark, I'm holding one right now. I love it. It's very, very, it's, it's thick and it's glossy. And I'm going to stick this in my Bible. This is a great tool, great reminder. And you know what else it does is... It is absolutely Multnomah University being generous, Mm -hmm. practicing exactly what Steve has been here to talk about today. Mm. No expectation here, but Multnomah University wants to bless you with their generosity. So please follow through and connect with Multnomah and let them know that that you're out there. And that awesome. you heard what they had to say, and you want to follow through and spread the word. And that's another way of saying Multnomah is not selling the bookmark. That's right. Correct. Giving it away. Yep. And if you want to give something to Multnomah and bless them and bless their student scholarship fund, great. God bless you. Yep. But, um, but we want you to have this bookmark. It really is a life changer. It's a heart grabber. So what? Let's we got to finish up here. Okay. Unfortunately, will you come back another time, Steve? I would be happy to. I bet you have more to talk about. I, 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 I have more <laughs> words than I can say. I just got to keep it simple. I know. Um, we wanted to have an opportunity to hear about how the students are mm. um, encouraged or challenged mm-hmm. to, uh, to um, be generous with their time. Mm-hmm. And so tell us a little bit about how that's working. Absolutely. You know, at Multnomah, our, our students are, quote unquote, required to give 24 hours of service time every semester. So that's what, that's 24 and 24, that's 48 hours, right? Mm -hmm. So this last school year, um, when they were required to do 24 hours, they averaged 57.35 hours of giving. And that was the fall semester. Spring semester, same 24-hour requirement, they averaged 81.67 hours. So you add that up, 48 hours of required service hours giving back to the community of Portland, and they totaled on average per student 139 hours. Now, where are they doing all that stuff? They're doing that all over Portland in different places. They're doing it for senior care at the Cherrywood Village Retirement, Mm -hmm. the Northwest Royal Home Care, Vineyard Home Senior Living. They're working with children and adults with disabilities at Children's Healing Art Project, at Providence Children's Hospital, at uh, other places like that. They're working in our schools, our public mm-hmm. schools. They're at mm-hmm. Clackamas River Elementary, Columbia Christian School, Ron Russell Middle School, a whole bunch of others. They're working with the homeless and our friends at Portland Rescue Mission, uh, Shepherd's Door, Night Strike, things like that. They're also working uh, with our community children's organizations, uh, Blazers Boys and Girls Club, um, uh, Indian Reservation Basketball Camp, um, Northwest Basketball Camps, Thurston County 4-H, and then you, probably one place we've, we, we forget and think about, they're working with law enforcement. They're volunteering their time mm. with the Clark County Sheriff's Office wow. as cadets, the North Plains Police Department, mm. the Tigard Park Volunteer Community Vision, and Hacienda CDC. So they're all wow. over the place, and that's just the DNA that has been at Multnomah for 79 years. We're celebrating 80 years coming in February, and we're just continuing to fan that flame. We're stewarding that legacy at Multnomah and going, wow, God, this is so cool. Our our students get that part. Now we're speaking into their heart about the whole generosity piece, saying, hey, time and talent. They're giving a lot of their time and a lot of their talent getting shaped there. But now we're saying, don't forget about treasure. And it's not about Multnomah. It's about what this does for you as, as a disciple to turn around and, mm. and be Jesus. That's real. I just got done writing a, a letter to our alumni and saying, you know what? I signed it by saying, just be Jesus in every way. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Not, it's not a difficult task, yeah. right? <laughs> well, you're, it's certainly you're, an ideal to live up to aim for. With your students, you're <laughs> tapping into something very significant, and that is the, the challenge and the call to go over and above, to go beyond, and not, uh, not I got it, but I get to. Mm-hmm. And what, I mean, th- these hours are uh, very impressive. So you require, in two semesters, you require 48 hours, and the average of the uh, volunteer time is what? 139 hours. 139, wow. that's more than, well, it's almost three times. It's almost three times the amount. And so that's the generous heart. Yeah. That's what makes God smile, and that's what makes the students smile, and probably you too, I'm just guessing. Abs- well, absolutely, especially when the yeah. President of the United States honors college students for giving 15 hours 
a school year yeah. for doing that, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Right. That's great. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's other wonderful schools, too. It's not just Multnomah. There's uh, George Fox and, and Warner Pacific. Right. And there's a whole bunch of Christian schools that do the same thing. This is not a Multnomah thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just sharing with you here in the Portland area what God's doing through through higher education and students because there's students on all the campuses in this Portland area that are doing the exact same thing we are. Right. Right. And there's so much going on Amen. and so much need. Every time we have a ministry represented that comes in here, Denise and I get all excited about that. Yeah, that's what we want to do. And we want to go out there and volunteer because there's there's need for hundreds of people giving mm-hmm. hundreds of hours. Mm-hmm. And there's a place to fit. And it comes out of a generous giving heart that God gives us. Uh, and what a delightful way to go. Steve, thank you very much for coming in today. Any final word, any last thing you want to leave with our listeners? You know, um, I'm just reminded of just one verse, you know, that um, each of us is going to give account of ourselves to God, mm-hmm. Romans 14, 12. And my goal is that, you know, when 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 we stand before him, he's going to ask, you know, what did you do that I entrusted to you? Yeah. And I just want to encourage you, take that step of faith and learn to let go of your stuff because it's his stuff and let it flow through you because there's such incredible joy on the other side. You're going to get to heaven and go, wow, I never knew that the, those checks I was writing or the, the $5 bill I dropped here or there or whatever, what it did for the kingdom. And it's going to be standing before you. And God's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. That's why that's the, the God that we serve. He's a generous God, a God of abundance. And I'm just privileged to be here to be able to talk to wow. the listeners here in, in this radio show. And, and thank you guys for giving me this opportunity to do that. Mm. I'm just, I'm just in one of the little peons in the kingdom just trying to Throw fire on, or throw gas on fires, and, and keep keep them going. I think well, you did that you, today. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> thank you, Steve. We love your, love your passion, and you can th- build, build great fires around here anytime. Awesome! Wow, it's life changing. It's and it all starts with the heart. Amen. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, some of our listeners may want to go back and hit play again from the beginning and hear the whole thing because there's so much content in here, and Steve's just so eloquent. Uh, and articulate and passionate, and you want to hear it again. And you would have loved to see the hand motions that went with the song. <laughs> yes, and it wasn't just Steve, I noticed. Denise is doing oh, them here, too. Telling. She... I was just following along. I know. Okay, if you're but... driving north on the 205 freeway between 6.30 and 7 in the morning, and you're going, who is that fool with all those hand motions? You're going to spot me. That'll be me. Yeah. And uh, Denise, you can take these motions to your summer camp, which is coming up in a couple weeks. That's right. right? And you'll take it to your millennials that you work with at your church and beyond. So great song. And I wonder, Roger, could we go out with the song after we close? Just kind of let it roll after we finish. I'm just looking through the glass here. So, uh, well, that is our program for today. And Roger is uh, nodding his head to the song, so we'll finish with that. But we want to encourage you all to uh, tune in every Monday on the radio for the on-air portion, 5.30 to 6 p.m. every Monday. Then go to the website for part two and the whole show 24-7. Call the station again for a free uh, CD of this show, 503-242-1950. And then everything else is on our website, all of our previous shows. So that's it. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan, thanking Steve Cummings from Multnomah University again, and we're saying goodbye for now. And until next time, may God give you a life that honors him and blesses others. Let's meet again right here on the website or live on the radio, Monday, 530 to 6 p.m. See you there. in my
Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330 The Truth, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.